Mix. Uh, as promised, we have John Zmirak. John, please respond to where we are in this world with everything, please. Thank you. Well, I'm glad that the Democrats, excuse me. Sorry, I'm sick as a dog. I think I have COVID again. I'm glad the Democrats are ludicrously overplaying their hand. They, we, The fact that they're not just throwing every piece of monkey poop at the wall to see if it will stick on Donald Trump. Um, they're actually going to put a gag order on him. This is something straight out of Eastern Europe in the 1970s or Latin America in the 1980s. Uh, I think I hope this this gag order happens and I hope Trump needs to just violate it recklessly with abandon. Um, I think he needs to do an alliance with with Ron DeSantis and spend most of his time in Florida as if he were a legitimate government of America in exile. And then uh, let New York City and New York State try to shut down a presidential candidate. I don't think anything could more powerfully highlight the way elites are dominating America, the way a small number of cities are trying to rule an entire continent than some petty tyrant DA and judge in New York trying to censor and silence a presidential candidate on behalf of the whole country. Let him do that and let him say, this is New York City trying to tell you who can be president. This is one judge in New York trying to tell you who leads your country. This is how the deep state works. He needs to play up all the stuff with the January 6th people. I'm glad he embraced them as a cause. Um, it's great that Jacob Chansley, the so-called QAnon shaman, the guy with the Viking helmet, he had to be released from prison. But it took Tucker Carlson sh- showing the footage on television, showing he had done absolutely nothing wrong. The same footage that Mitch McConnell was con- was attacking Tucker Carlson for showing. Remember, keep that in mind. This footage showed that Jacob Chansley did nothing wrong, that he was escorted by police on a kind of tour of the Capitol. And and nobody told him to leave. Nobody told him to stop. And then he was thrown in prison for two years. He was going to be in for four more years. Tucker Carlson shows a video and Mitch McConnell, supposedly the leader of Republicans in the Senate, condemns uh, condemns Tucker Carlson for showing exculpatory evidence about an unjustly imprisoned American citizen. That's where we are. It wasn't just McConnell. (laughs) It was a number of people. Um, in the Republican leadership, some of whom I was convinced and still convinced are on our side, generally speaking. So it was very confusing to me. Well, then you shouldn't be convinced. This is the litmus test. Anyone who's wrong on January 6th is not on our side, period. That's it. They think the Democrats should be able to steal the elections and you should go to prison if you protest it. That multiplies all their other positions by zero, Eric, zero. It's like someone offers you a billion dollars for your house and you find out in the fine print it's a dollar a year for a billion years. Any Republican who thinks the Democrats should be allowed to steal elections and anyone who pr- protests it should be imprisoned as an insurrectionist is not our friend. They are our enemy. They are the enemy within. That's Let's, how paranoid you need to be. Do, do we want to talk about the article you have coming out in Chronicles? Sure, sure. You wrote something in response, uh, folks. Uh, we're going to be talking more about this uh, in the in the in the days ahead. But I thought since we have John on for a few minutes today, there was a horrific, sickening article by Russell Moore in Christianity Today about Donald Trump, 
And John, you wrote a glorious response to it, which will be published. I will post it all over my social media. But talk about the essence of your response sure. or, or, or talk about what it is that Russell Moore is saying, which is just so dark. But what is the heart of what he's saying? It's one thing if you hate Trump. What is Russell Moore saying? In this really meandering, carefully hedged, dishonest piece at Christianity Today, which I call Churchianity Yesterday, um, he basically says that we Christians should support the arrest of Donald Trump and the weaponization of election law and the corruption of district attorneys by Soros-funded prosecutors. We should support that. We should smile at the use of alleged personal sins from someone's past to manufacture crimes that could send into prison. And we should abandon all charity in interpreting the words of people we disagree with. So when Trump says, I want people to protest, you should assume he means I want a violent coup d'etat that takes over the country and imposes a military dictatorship. It's okay to abandon all charity when you're talking about Trump supporters and Trump. It's okay to abandon the rule of law when it's about Trump and his supporters. It's okay to abandon legal processes and the presumption of innocence. All these things can go out the window if it has to do with stopping Donald Trump and his disgusting, vulgar, snake-handling, Bible-thumping, flag-waving, deplorable supporters, because those people are essentially non-human. They're essentially subhuman, and they don't deserve the same rights as everyone else. And we, the evangelical elite, are going to explain carefully and slowly using small words to the Christians out there who support Donald Trump why you shouldn't put it down. Put down the service revolver. Your uncle's a cop. He just came here for dinner. Put down the pistol. This actually happened. I was two years old and my, my uncle Okay, a cop. we're, we're going to go to a break. Be right back a couple of minutes uh, with John Smirak. Hang on. Cartoon balloons in town It's fine that business thrives Jesus blows up Just a few minutes left with John Zmirak. John, you're talking before about the Russell Moore article yeah. in Christianity Today, which is very similar to the article that he wrote a year ago that I responded to a year ago. In very highfalutin language, right. he is saying some really ugly, unbiblical things. But These he's people- convinced that if he uses the right language, he can nuance it enough to fool enough people. Right. And so in the article, I say that uh, he has the power of Dr. Doolittle. He can talk to the weasels because the article I'm sure he wrote, it was written in weasel. It's a weaselly language to get away with saying, basically, we should collaborate with the Democrats and with elites wherever necessary to crush conservative populism. 
conservative populism and nationalism. These things are so evil that we should cooperate with the abortion lobby. We should take money from George Soros, as Russell Moore's organizations have done, or Pierre Omidar, as David French's organizations have done. We should take money from leftist billionaires who hate Christianity and hate America and love Marxism. That's okay to cooperate with those people, but you people, you NASCAR fans, cannot collaborate with Donald Trump. There's, yeah, I, it's I, a double standard I wanna, elitism. I want to be clear so people get this. Ladies and gentlemen, Christianity Today has been taken over by people who have been funded by George Soros. We are not making that up. And that is a part of your article, John. It is a fact it is a horror. It is sad that an organization that, that that a wonderful magazine would be taken over and destroyed by people who have no problem being funded by George Soros. Uh, Sojourners, uh, Jim Wallace, uh, a lot of these people have been funded by George Soros. It is amazing that they would take money. It's like taking money from Adolf Hitler or from Stalin, but they have done it. And that's Russell Moore, the editor-in-chief of Christianity Today. That's why I call these people Sadducees. Um, And if there's one message they have that they repeat over and over again, it is, we have no king but Caesar. That, That message should resonate this week. This Holy Week, the Sadducees, who collaborate with Caesar, Mammon, and Sodom against us, they want us to know we have no king but Caesar. Give us Barabbas. It it's horrifying, but it's true. Um, and again, the the article that that Russell Moore wrote a year ago that I responded to, uh, I published my response at stream.org. Um, I was so sickened. I said, I've got to write a response, and I don't normally write uh, essays or respond that way. The article he wrote recently it was very similar. A year later, uh, he's written many in the meantime, but but your response is at Chronicles magazine. It's a delightful, delightful uh, article. I will put it out on social media um, because it is important that we understand that that people who are listening, folks, um, we didn't change. They changed the idea that Christianity Today is now run by people who think it's okay to take money from George Soros and who think it is okay to say what he says in these two articles that basically almost enshrining the idea of hating Trump and giving it this kind of theological background as though there's a good theological reason for this. There's not, but he tries uh, in the article and your response, John really is magnificent. Uh, I know we're uh, out of time with you today. This is way too brief. We'll get you back uh, John Zmirak, thank you, folks. Thank you. you can find John at stream.org. You need to print out his articles. You need to share them. Do anything you can, uh, because we all have a job to do, as I will never stop saying. If anything becomes clear, it's that we all need to step up and stop drifting uh, with the stream like the dead fish. Uh, we've covered that. We'll be back. <laughs> Welcome to the Eric Metaxas Show. Hey there, folks. Welcome to the program. What a day. What a crazy day. Wow. Alvin. Yes, sir. Um, this feels historic to me. I'm not trying to be histrionic, dramatic, hyperbolic. Um, the indictment of Trump 
I just want to say to my fellow Americans, people who listen to this program, I have been saying this for quite a while. God has allowed these things to happen to wake us up and they will get worse until we wake up. If you don't wake up and take action, whatever action you know you can take, you're part of the problem. I don't care if people don't want to listen to this program anymore or if they're offended by that. If you're going to some church that is not part of the solution, that is not taking this seriously, then you are part of the problem. You need to repent. You need to understand that if you're in a war and your everything that is right and good and true is being undermined, this is not about Trump, okay? This is about America. This is about the freedoms we have as a nation being undermined very dramatically, very intentionally. Um, the Trump indictment is one glaring example, but these are wake up calls. And if you read through um, the Old Testament, you just get a picture of God's patience with his people, but then his turning them over to their own desires. If they will not repent, if they will not stand up, if they will not um stop following other gods. And I just think that what's happening with the U.S. monetary policy, I mean, this is the kind of thing conspiracy theorists have been talking about for years. They are happening now. The end of life as we know it is happening. And if you do not do something about it, and and people say, what can I do? What can I do? Well, you can do a million things. I mean, even on this program, I have said, uh, when, if we're doing a fundraiser, give $10, give $30, support the people who sponsor this program. That's like unbelievably basic stuff. I've mentioned inspireadvisors.com. Take your money out of the corporations that are funding some of this unbelievably wicked, horrible, anti-human yeah. stuff. You don't need to be some kind of evangelical Christian or or a uh, lifelong conservative. This is basic stuff. There are all kinds of things we suggest on this program. Those are just the beginning of the things that we can do. Um, But you kind of wonder how bad do things have to get before people will wake up? Uh, It's astonishing. Um, We're going to have John Zmirak in a few minutes uh, to comment on things with us. Uh, We don't know if we'll have uh, Jenna Ellis or uh, Kevin McCullough. Uh, to comment on things, but I want to say that um, we will talk to John's Merrick in just a few minutes, but, but I, but I want to say Albin, this yeah. dovetails the the horrors of what's happening in this country. I, I posted something by the way on Twitter and I say to people, if you're, if you're only on Twitter to follow me, because I just retweet stuff that I think will be helpful to you in figuring out who are the good guys and the bad guys. I'll retweet things by Josh Hawley. A lot of people don't even know, who is Josh Hawley or who who is I, I, I try to retweet things to kind of give you um, a sense of, 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 of things. Uh, we need to do that more on Facebook as well. But I I just wanted to be clear that last night's event yeah. with Yonmi Park perfectly underscores where we are in the country, because here's a woman. Some of you watched it on live stream last night, but. When you hear her tell her story, it, you talk about a bucket of cold water, it, like yeah. it just 
it, it, it changes your perspective instantly. Wh- whatever you were thinking, you think, what was I thinking? Where was I focused? When you hear a story like hers. Now, Albert, of course, you were there. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Uh, it, I'll tell you something. When she was talking about what happened to her father, there were several times in, in this interview with her that she got just emotionally just it was she almost just broke down in tears talking about her family and what she went through, the hell she went through. It, it just boggles the mind. And then she goes to Columbia University and more help, but in a different way. It's just crazy. You well, know, I just I wrote yeah. down a paraphrase. I said I wanted to paraphrase Crazy Eddie today. This country is insane. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's insane because we've let it go insane. And look, this is where I will I will call out all the names that I've kind of like, you know, t- I tiptoe around mentioning people. I want to be polite. I've been friends with people over the years. But it, it, listen, Russell Moore, who's the head of Christianity today. Tim Keller, good man, getting this stuff wrong. Rick Warren, who has appointed someone who seems pretty woke to head up Saddleback church uh david french these are quote unquote evangelical leaders now the scripture talks about that that the elect could be deceived in other words these are people that you would think would know better but these people and others are participating either actively andy stanley of course they're participating either actively or somehow semi-passively, semi-actively in allowing these things to happen. And these things, um, we're, we're talking about the end of the rule of law, the end of the voice of the people counting in democratic elections, the subjugation of we the people to authoritarian elites, whether it's on the COVID jab or on how you behave during what they suddenly determine is an emergency, a pandemic, suddenly you're going to do this and you're going to do that. All of these things have happened with the complicity of the American church. And if you're part of a church that is going along with this, I just want to point the finger right at you and say, you are part of the problem until you get out of that church or until you convince the leaders of that church of where we are and how they need to stand. It's very easy to, to applaud Bonhoeffer, you know, to read my book and go, this is so great. How, why is it great if we're doing the same thing? If, if the people that were blind and deaf to Bonhoeffer's message at that time are being blind and deaf to his message now, which of course is God's message, then how can we, how can we excuse ourselves? We don't have the excuse because we have the story of what happened in Germany. Obviously, I wrote about it in my book, Letter to the American Church. Yeah, yeah. But I'm underscoring it right now. Yeah, it's not about selling books, by the way, folks. It's about waking up a nation. And your pastor needs to read this. Maybe you need to read this Letter to the American Church. What happened in Germany in the 30s, it is happening now, just so you know. I, I mean, I, I just have to say, and if you don't want to hear that, I mean, you can turn off this program because I'm really not interested in making you feel more guilty. Um, The fact of the matter is it's happening. The the Trump indictment is just an example of how bad it is. But there are millions of other things happening. So when Yomi Park last night shared her story of horror upon horror upon horror upon horror, 
And then she says she escapes living hell to come to America. And her first week at Columbia University up the street here, her first week in 2016, not five minutes ago, seven years ago, she is told by her professors and those in orientation week that if she reads Jane Austen, she is supporting white supremacy. Uh, If she does not understand whatever the cultural Marxist nonsense they were pushing at her, she is uh, guilty. They they were talking about being oppressed. And she thought, wow, they've redefined rape. Uh, She was actually raped. Her mother was actually raped innumerable times. She knew people that were actually raped. And the woke cult, which the evangelical church in America is going along with, is saying, we're redefining these things and we want you to shut up. You who are an actual victim, we don't want you to talk because you're disrupting our narrative. We'll be right back with John Zmirak. Um, before we bring in our friend John Zmirak to help us process the living hell uh, of what it is to be an American today, um, yeah. Albin, you know, to get yeah. back to last night, Yomi Park's story, it is so astonishing. And the idea that she's told this story a million times and how she gets choked up. Why? Because she knows that ultimately because I mean, how do you how do you how do you break this down? The satanic evil of communist China. Okay, now, if satanic evil is too strong for you, turn the radio off and go back to bed. The satanic evil of communist China, what they do to human beings is so wicked. Now, it is because of communist China that Yomi and the people in North Korea are subjugated or subjected to pure hell on a daily basis because of communist China. This is clear as a bell from her book. It is, it is, you connect the dots. There's nothing to say. These are facts. And we have many American apologists who they don't want to know. They're making money off of China. They have whored themselves out. They don't care if the Nazis are killing Jews and I can make a buck. Everybody's killing somebody. I can make a buck. So whether it's Nike or Apple or I don't know who it is, but the point is Chinese, the Chinese communists couldn't do what they're doing without the complicity of Americans. And so when when Yomi talks about this, she talked about it last night. Some of you watch the live stream. We'll get the video edited as soon as possible. But it is it is astonishing to, to listen to it yeah, and yeah. then to think about where we are in America. I want to let me let me say this before we bring John in. Uh, she wrote two books, the brand new book. Uh, everyone should read it. But I will tell you, I will ask you, I will beg you buy her first book first. Read her first book. Do yourself a favor. Pay your children to read her first book. It came out a few years ago and it tells her story. And when you read that story, it really is like a bucket of, of water over your over your head. You 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 think, 
what world am I living in that there are people going through that now and that I am ignorant of it? My government doesn't give a damn about it. Joe Biden and company don't give a damn about the torture and suffering of people in China, about the the, the sex trafficking, the sex slavery. It's so wicked. And we have people in power, whether they stole power or didn't, they don't give a damn about this. And I want to tell you, folks, if 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 you care about what God cares about, you have to care about this. You have to sacrifice. You have to be a part of the solution. Yeah, I got to tell you, I when I was watching, I was also I was a a row behind Keith Junta and I was watching his reaction to your interview uh, about the whole sex slave thing going on in in North Korea and and China that that inter you know when they they share basically the sex slaves and I, I I could see he was really really moved and he was almost in tears himself watching last night well I mean he 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 posted a a, a something on Twitter today and I, I've said to people if you're only on Twitter for one reason, just to follow me. This is why I went on Twitter to use it as a news service. So you can just follow voices that you trust to get information that you're not going to get anywhere else. Um, And so if you only go on Twitter just to follow me, I will retweet things. I retweet what John Zmirak writes, or I I tweet what John, because you, you, you have to try to get with the narrative of reality and it's, it's, it's become very difficult. So when Yomi shared her story, I just have to say that it is something so dramatic and clear. It's a gift from God. Let's let's put it this way. It is a gift from God to America. So her first book, I don't remember the title, um, but if if you uh, look her up, uh, it's Y-E-O-N-M-I, Yonmi Park. Um, her new book just came out, important to read, very important. But I would say read the first book first, get young people to read it, bribe them, pay them money, say we will pay you $100 to read this book. Uh, it, because, in order in order to live is the first book in, in order, order to thank live. you in order yeah. to live, um, because sure. it is it is it is life changing. It'll give you the perspective. It might give you the backbone you need to, to take steps. We want to bring on our, our very dear friend, John Zmirak. John, thank you for coming on today. Sure, Eric. I just got a brainstorm. Maybe parents could use Chinese or North Korean communist methods to force their children to read Yami's book. So they can you can treat your kids like Uyghur prisoners until they finish the book. That would make it. You know what? I'll tell you something. Interactive experience. What she shared last night. We didn't have that many people on the live stream, which is a pity because she shared some stuff last night that I had not heard. That's not even in her books. Um about how these brokers, whenever we're dealing with communism, we're dealing with this, at the heart of it all is profound corruption, bribing, uh, wickedness. Really what it is, John, you get this. It's a picture of hell. This is what hell is. Demons torturing other demons. Um, It's a picture so ugly, uh, so wicked. Most of us, in America, we're just completely oblivious to it. But she shared she shares her story and their gasps, their moments of silence in the conversation, because most Americans can't process that this is real. It's a cartoon world. And so she shares this. But the horror of horrors 
is that she has been through this and then she's feted and welcomed into these elite circles. She gave a TED talk. She was invited, you know, to fly on a private plane with Hillary Clinton and Harvey Weinstein. And she was in that world. And she, in her naivete, is asking them to help. And as soon as it came to China, they got a glassy look on their face and just kind of walked away. In other words, they don't give a damn. They're making good money off of China, off of whatever it is. They're not about to rock the boat. And the fact that she was there is mind blowing. Let's keep in mind that China is the go to source for rich people who need organ transplants who want to jump the line. If you need an organ and you're not on the list, you're not at the top of the list, let's say you've got cirrhosis of the liver because you're drunk and you want a new liver because you're only 70 and there are still some roadies you'd like, still some groupies you'd like to sleep with. You go to on the black market and China is the leading broker of, of human organs on the black market and China will find a Uyghur or Christian religious prisoner in one of its camps, and they will cut the organ out of them while they're still alive and sell the organ to you. Forbes magazine documented this, and Pope Francis's Vatican is complicit in helping to cover it up. John, I tell you, she spoke a little bit about this last night. There's things she said last night that are not in the book. And the the way that the Chinese government does this again. It's so evil, but, but let's be clear. And I, I've talked about this many times. I mean, I, in my book is atheism dead. I, I make this clear. If you don't believe there's a God, if you're a Marxist, you don't believe there's a God. Do you understand folks? That means by definition, you don't believe there's such a thing as evil. You believe I can do anything I want There's no one to hold me account. If I have the power to kill someone and sell their organs, why wouldn't I do it? That's exactly what the tremendously powerful Communist Party of China is doing. I don't want to go into it anymore. It's so disturbing. She talked about it a little bit last night. I will have her on this program uh, to talk about this more. But it is so evil. And I guess I'm at a point before you came on, John, I was just saying that If we do not rise up and take action against this, I'm talking to people listening to my voice right now. If you don't do something, folks, you are heaping guilt upon yourself. We know enough now uh, that the people on the other side will stop at nothing. The reason uh, I wanted to have John on today is just because last night we get the news of the indictment of Donald Trump. And you think, how... How bad does it have to get? What more has to be done? There's a million things we could talk about, but what could be more dramatic than the preposterousness of this this corrupt district attorney brag, as corrupt as it gets? John, say anything you want about that. We'll We'll go to a break and we've got plenty of time to unpack it. I think it's time for the attorney general of Texas, uh, Ken Paxton, to indict Hillary Clinton for whatever co- crimes he can cobble together and try to get her put in prison. The point is, when they're playing, when they're making it a gunfight, you don't bring a rubber chicken to a gunfight. You fight back. All right, look, we're going to, we got lots more with John Zmirak, folks. Don't go away. Thank you. It's getting me down. Almost with one step short of our heaven. Stop short till we get there.
Welcome back. Talking to John Smirak. So, John, the, the main reason I wanted to have you on, ha- having uh, Yonmi Park at Socrates last night, it was so clarifying about the evil we're dealing with and how most Americans still do not want to face it squarely and to take action. It's like, not yet, not yet. I think the same thing happened, you know, in 1775. Yeah. Many people just wanted to go along uh, and and just say, you know what? It's not bad enough for me to get a rifle, get a musket uh, to risk my life. It's not bad enough. It's not bad enough. Let somebody else do it. It's we yeah. never live at a time where everybody agrees. There's always going to be a fraction of people willing to make the sacrifice. The question is, are there enough of them? Let's talk about one of those people, Jacob Chansley. They, he was called the QAnon shaman, the guy who wore the Viking helmet and sat in Nancy Pelosi's seat in Congress. Uh, He was sent to prison for three years with no possibility of parole. For what? For what? It was a completely politically invented charge, uh, a politicized investigation, a biased jury. (laughs) Excuse me. I knew it was an injustice. Uh, Excuse me, sorry. Julie Kelly documented that it was an injustice. When he went to prison... I sent a, via Amazon, which is the way you're supposed to do it, a copy of the Gulag Archipelago to Jacob Chansley to read in prison, but it was not, they refused to deliver it, which is illegal. Um, and that, Tucker Carlson, God bless him, showed the footage <laughs> Sorry, of what actually happened on January 6th, and you saw police officers escorting Jacob Chansley the whole way. Showing him, oh, you can go here, you can go here. Basically acting like tour guides. It took Tucker Carlson showing that footage on television, which, by the way, Mitch McConnell denounced him for doing. And Fox News stopped him from doing. They wouldn't let him do it after the first night. How many other, it took all that. It took showing the footage of this man in no way behaving violently, in no way apparently breaking the law, cooperating with the Capitol Police. It took that to get this man sprung from prison for his political views. And and look, it took two and a half years. I mean, ladies and gentlemen, it's hard to process that in America, these things are happening. We've talked about it before. We talked about our friend Roger Stone having 40-something FBI people smashing down his door, frightening uh, his wife, putting them through bloody hell. That's one example. Brandon Strzok, another friend. The idea this is happening in America, if it doesn't make you angry and make you want to do something about it, and that's why I say, I don't know what you can do, but whatever you can do, if you don't do it, you're part of the problem. If you're going to some church that is pretending everything is fine, I would get the hell out of that church because there is no reason for you to give your money or your time to a a place that purports to speak truth. Churches were the the, the fiery pulpits of uh, colonial era led us uh, to break away from Great Britain. The fiery pulpits, uh, you know, led us to stand against slavery. That is what churches are for. And the idea that we're living in a time we're pretending like there's nothing wrong when everywhere we look, there's injustice on on levels that are just satanic. John, what you talked about <clears throat> now with Jacob Chansley, this is so-called Q, QAnon sh- shaman. I still can't process how it took over two years 
for this to come out. And there's tons more information that hasn't come out and I just on all kinds of other people that are languishing. I just want to reiterate, reiterate the worthless Republican establishment, the rhinos, don't want this to come out. They want the Jacob Chandleys of this world to rot in prison. Why? Because it might help them end Donald Trump's political career and regain control of the coffee machines and the Xerox machines in the Republican Party, which is literally all these cowards and traitors care about. All they care about is who controls the Xerox machines. That's how bad it is. And I think the only answer is, I and I people think I'm kidding. Folks, I'm almost never kidding with the stuff that I say. You may think it sounds crazy. Wait five days or wait two years. Excuse me. We need to not just free the January 6th defendants. We need to organize and elect them to Congress. Yes. Uh, Jacob Chansley for Congress. I want to start the political action committee. I want to see these victims of this corrupt American system walk into the House of Congress with the people's votes behind them, the way Lech Walesa walked into the same Polish parliament that had authorized the crackdown on solidarity a few years before. And his presence there cowed and shamed those communist stooges. I want to see January 6th defendants walk in, be welcomed by Marjorie Taylor Greene and Lauren Boebert and Matt Gates as colleagues. That is the only thing that will put the fear of the people into these carnivorous sheep in Congress. Well, you know, John, what you say... um... That is the history of freedom is is when people that have been oppressed like this rise up and say, I am now going to take an active role. That is what needs to happen. Um, again, talking to Yon Mi Park last night makes me realize anyone who has been through this hell or whose parents like my parents have been through versions of this hell people uh, who, who grew up in Cuba, whose parents escaped from Cuba, those people know what we're dealing with. Those kind of people need to take back this uh, country. We'll be right back with John Zmirak. we have John Zmirak on today is because last night, uh, while I was doing the, the Yonmi Park Socrates and City event, we got news of the Trump indictment. And I said, we have to comment on this because this is a it's just a level of horror uh, in America that is clarifying. And it will either wake you up if you don't wake up and take action. You are now very guilty. Because you think, how bad does it have to get before people will wake up, before they will get out of the churches that don't give a damn about the end of democracy, that almost seem to be glad to see it going on? John, what is your take on on the indictment of the president of the United States, the man whom we elected twice? Well, 
Of course, it is an outrage and a sign of how utterly corrupt the government is in places like New York City. One of the reasons I'm I'm glad I live in Texas right now. I'd be I would not be comfortable. I would not feel free if I lived if I wrote what I'm writing now and lived in New York City. I would be looking over my shoulder to see if maybe the cops might be coming. Uh, is it's an outrage that they're trying to cobble together a felony and get a biased jury to convict Trump so that he can't be reelected as president. That is exactly the kind of thing that happens at Honduras and Guatemala and Brazil and other places that we used to call banana republics. <clears throat> My colleague at the stream, Al Perota, calls America a bananas republic because it's run by corruptocrats who are also completely insane. And we see the complete insanity uh, on, on all the, the issues like the transgenderism. I mean, I, I would take a straightforward, bribable, corrupt Latin American dictator anytime over the people who want to castrate children and abort them at nine months. But anyway, the thing is, I hope that this teaches Donald Trump a valuable lesson that he should have locked Hillary up, that that campaign promise wasn't just an applause line. It should have been a serious, serious endeavor. Because when you don't imprison people like Hillary Clinton, they imprison you or they have you assassinated. I, I, I'm glad I'm not a former <clears throat> Clinton employee because, you know, I would have been shot six. I would have shot myself six times in the back of the head while falling off a skyscraper into a volcano. And, you know, I don't want to go out of the world that way. But that, but former former Clinton staffers and, and allies just seem to have a weird way of popping up dead. The, this is a crime family with an ideology behind it. And the fact that Trump joked about locking her up, we thought he was serious. And then he went on. Well, John, to, listen, th this, learned, is the, this is always the way it goes. I hope he has learned this is dead serious. These yeah. people are corrupt. They're willing to employ terrorist tactics. And, and well, your friend down at the country club, who's a sort of Republican, uh, ask him, confront him. What do you think it means when they label parents at school board meetings domestic terrorists for questioning gay pornography being pressed on their kids? And at that point, they'll make a squinchy face and they'll go off to the squash courts and have a few more gin and tonics. But some of us are dead serious about this. We're not letting them take this country. They couldn't hold down Afghanistan. Let them try to hold down all of America. If we have to turn this into one big Afghanistan, we're not going to let them impose a tyranny on this country. I, I think that, again, it's always there's always a minority of people who are willing to stand up and there are plenty of people willing to go along and see which way the wind blows. You know, and if we win uh, our independence from Great Britain, well, they get to be free Americans, but they didn't do a damn thing to help it happen. That's always the case, uh, that there are many people that really don't care. And I know that God will judge them for that. I'm not sure what to say, but I was saying before you came on, we've often thrown names around, um, you know, whether it's David French or, or Russell Moore or, or Rick Warren or you, you name it. They're all of these evangelical elites who have allowed these things to happen who have allowed the church. This was exactly what happened in Germany uh, as the Nazis rose. 
they've, they've basically said, no, 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 no. It's not our job to stand against this. Who are we? Let's just stay in our little theological lane and talk about Jesus. And the fact of the matter is they're not worshiping the Jesus of the New Testament. They're worshiping a, a Jesus that they've made up in their own image, which, by the way, is making an idol. And they are saying that for us to be politically active, for us to do anything again, that's what I write about in my book, Letter to the American Church. Folks, this is theology from hell. This is the theology they have in China. Stay in your little lane. Go to your little church on Sunday morning, the official church. And when you come out, you bow to the secular authority of the state. We've got tons of churches in America today effectively preaching that false Just gospel from hell. And if you are going to one of those churches and don't get out of it, you are part of the problem right now. Just like the Sadducees, they have no king but Caesar. And that is the that is the phrase that says everything about these people, about my Catholic bishops who will bathe Pope Francis and force the dead baby vaccine on seminarians and Catholic students at Catholic schools. Uh, an absolute outrage. The worst apostasy in the history of the Catholic Church occurred during the COVID panic when we threw all our moral principles out the window and said, it's okay to take the kidney out of a living child and clone it in order to make vaccines that people take just for convenience or because they're a little worried about something, not to save themselves from risk of imminent death, but, you know, just so they can go to work, just so they can reopen their business, just so that we can have in-person church services again. So again, how... Where do people stand on the vaccine, on the COVID panic, and on January 6th? Those are the three litmus tests, the three ways to know if someone is completely, utterly worthless, like David French and Russell Moore, or whether there's enough DNA in them to maybe make a complete human being down the road. Well, we're living in crazy times. I I just want to say... um... Folks, this is an opportunity for every single one of us to sober up and to do the right thing or to be counted among the guilty who uh, are allowing these things to happen and causing other people to suffer. I continue with John Zmirak. Uh, we may get uh, Kevin McCullough, both Stradamus on in hour two um, uh, for, for a little bit. Uh, John, let's just keep going. Um, what do we I, I, I just feel that the indictment of Trump is a moment where people have to choose. Either I will finally do something, get off my butt, do something. If it's only to leave the, the useless church that you are attending. Uh, there are a million things we can do. I, I tell people, I tell people to to, to spread uh, spread these shows. Take your articles uh, on the internet, share them. I just told people you've got to order Yonmi Park's book in order to live. You've got to order it. Make young people read. If you want to know what to do, do these things, folks. 
because they will help you see what the next thing is. John, go ahead. Sign, sign up to become a poll watcher or a precinct captain. Steve Bannon's show, War Room, has suggestions like this every day on what you can do to fight vote fraud, to defend the Second Amendment, to fight against abortion, to to fight against the transgender lobby trying to groom children in your public school. Join the group Mass Resistance. It's in 50 states. It's so effective at fighting this disgusting satanic agenda that they won't even let them have a booth at CPAC because the log cabin Republicans don't approve of them. So if you're too sound for CPAC, you're my kind. You're my kind of organization. I was going to say, well, CPAC is probably dead at this point uh, for many reasons we don't need to go into. John, you wrote an article. Um, what is the title of this article that I want to talk about? Okay, it's called "My Pronoun Is Legion: Satan and the Nashville Church Massacre." Okay, your article, "My Pronoun Is Legion," it's at stream.org. Right. Um. You write a lot of great stuff. This is, without any question, one of the best things you've ever written. My pronoun is legion. It's theologically brilliant. It is fundamentally important uh, because it helps us to process the hell through which we are all going right Right. now. So here's my Um, theory. Here's my theory. So the title is My Pronoun is Legion. Folks, you need to Google it. My pronoun is legion and share it everywhere you can. Go ahead. Almost 30,000 people have read it in three days. So clearly I hit a nerve. My theory is that you shouldn't be too confused when the Democrats talk about transgenderism and what they say doesn't make any sense because nothing about it is scientific or psychological or even political or ideological. It is demonic. The transgenderism is the fruit of people who are possessed by the devil. Uh, The first such person was the Marquis de Sade. The Marquis de Sade wrote in the 18th century, he was a wealthy aristocrat who liked to torture impoverished women for fun. Somehow, French intellectuals managed to make a hero of this man. The Marquis de Sade's books, he was the first pro-choice philosopher in history. His arguments for making abortion legal were the ones that John Paul Sartre and Simone de Beauvoir picked up. They mainstreamed it into second wave feminism. And pretty soon people like Ruth Bader Ginsburg were repeating his arguments without even knowing where they came from. She didn't know when she said that women needed to have the right to abortion for the sake of bodily autonomy and to achieve true equality with men. Those are both straight from philosophy in the bedroom by the psychopathic torturer, the Marquis de Sade. So, so that's what we're dealing with. This is this is what we're dealing with, folks. Um, we're going to uh, uh, bring John on in hour two, so stay tuned for more. But action point, Google my pronoun is legion. My pronoun is legion by John Zmirak. Share that article on your social media. I dare you to do it. If you don't do it, I will wonder why, because it is that important. My pronoun is legion. It's at stream.org. Um, we'll be back. Uh, we continue with John Zmirak. John, you wrote an article called My Pronoun is Legion. Yeah, I want to continue explaining this. And I want people to go to Google it. My Pronoun is Legion 
and share it everywhere. It's one of the finest things John has ever written, which is saying a heck of a lot. Continue. Thank you. Okay, so what I'm saying is transgenderism is the ultimate culmination of the philosophy of the Marquis de Sade. It's not coherent. It's not really very intelligent. It is the fruit of demonic possession. The Marquis de Sade was clearly possessed. He wasn't just like writing pornography that got him excited. He was writing about priests desecrating the Eucharist while raping nuns and murdering children. That's the kind of spirit that that it lies at the heart of the sexual revolution. These are the arguments which were taken directly from de Sade. Simone de Beauvoir wrote an entire book praising the Marquis de Sade before she wrote the second sex, before she campaigned to legalize abortion in France. So it is a direct genealogical connection. What I'm saying is Satan as pure spirit and as God's enemy hates us. He wants to torture and destroy us as proxies for God because he can't harm God except to his creatures. One thing he really hates is our physical nature, our bodily nature, embodied nature as as men and as women. God created man, male and female, he created them. There's no mention of 47 genders. There are two. There are two genders, two sexes, and then there is a mental illness. We are being ordered by every institution in society to disrespect and disregard God's creation, to actually condemn his creation and say he botched it, that there are, in fact, all these sexes in the human species, not in any other, by the way. You don't see scientists finding 47 genders of chimpanzees. These scientists who think we're no different from the animals because of Darwin, suddenly when it comes to a sexual perversion, if, if in order to defend sexual perversions, then all of a sudden human beings are unique. We are unique and special, precious snowflakes, as long as it's to justify grooming kids so you can castrate them and mutilate them so pharmaceutical companies can make billions of dollars giving artificial hormones to people like that psychopath in Nashville who shot up a school. Now, I, one thing I know, I've read that I don't think a lot of people have heard of, the pastor of that church in Nashville was counseling the woman who did the shooting. She went to him for counseling about her transgender struggles. She decided she didn't like what he was saying because he was telling her, I think, stop taking male hormones, stop identifying as male, God made you a woman. And so she came to the church to shoot him, but when she couldn't find him, she killed his child. Now, wait, now, wait a minute. Yeah. John, do you realize how insane it is that one of the most important stories that you could imagine in the news, you have just given us on this program a piece of information which is as vital to the story as anything I've heard about the story, and I have not heard this anywhere else. I mean, where in the world did you discover that piece of information? On In the Western Journal, which is a conservative media site. Uh, well, what about her manifesto? When, 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 when right-wing nutcases in Europe shot at Muslims or, or in New Zealand shot at Muslims and socialists, their, their manifesto was everywhere. And anybody who had said anything remotely similar to anything in that manifesto was suddenly tarred as a terrorist. Well, this woman has a manifesto a transgender manifesto 
for the shooting she did a couple days before the official transgender day of vengeance, which official trans groups have backed the transgender day of vengeance. Uh, And oh, no, they're hiding. They're hiding her manifesto because it's politically inconvenient. And they're what are they saying? It's about the guns. So we kill Christians. We blame the victims. We say that the shooter was tormented by not being accepted because of churches. So we blame the victims for getting shot. And now we want to disarm the victims. We want to take away their guns so that the next time someone comes for them, they won't have any chance to defend themselves. This is a lot like when the Nazis would beat up Jews. And then if the Jews defend themselves, send the Jews to prison. It's like when the Nazis seized all the guns of the Jews and socialists in Germany before doing Kristallnacht. They couldn't have done Kristallnacht if they hadn't first taken the guns away from the Jews. But the Weimar Republic had set up all these nice gun control laws, which only good law-abiding people complied with. So they had the names of all the Jews who had guns, and they went and collected them. This is all in uh, my my friend uh, the book Nazi Gun, Con- Gun Control by my friend... Oh, my gosh, I'm trying to remember his name. Uh, but the title is Nazi gun control, Nazi gun, Nazi gun control. And it, it, it again, as I, I had to tell people the other day, 170 million civilians were murdered by their governments between 1914 and 1990 all around the world. 170 million. It doesn't include casualties of war. It, these are all intentional murders of civilians by the government. And they only had one thing in common from Spain to Cambodia, one quality in common. They had all been disarmed by the government first. So anyone who tells you we need common sense gun control, what they're saying is we must be veal calves waiting in the pen for when the government comes to slaughter us, because that's the only thing in the end. That keeps you safe from the monstrous, dangerous, ravening beast that is the modern secular state. And the modern look, secular let, state has a lot of skeletons, look, a lot of skulls on its conscience. Look, let, let's be clear, circling back to your thesis, what we're talking about um, is literally demonic. What What happened with this young woman who was so deeply disturbed, much of this is demonic. And if you don't believe in a spiritual reality that contains the angelic and the demonic, that's going to be bad for you. That's like saying, I don't believe in math, but I'd like to build buildings and bridges. Good luck. Good luck. The reality in which we all live, whether we like it or don't, uh, some of it is invisible. I can't see atoms, uh, but the periodic table is a handy guide to help me understand there's this reality of atoms and atomic structure that I can't see with my eyes. The reality of the satanic, it's becoming more real every day. And John, what you have just said, we need to understand the spirit of murder. The idea that this young woman didn't like what she was hearing. um, It tells you everything you need to know know that the news media would not report on it tells you everything we need to know you know who agrees with me joe biden joe biden just gave a proclamation that transgender people help shape america's soul and that's precisely the point we are shape our souls for hell folks go to my pronoun is legion google it share it we'll be right back 
Folks, welcome back. A few minutes left with John Zmirak. Uh, when we come back uh, for the final part of the program today, we have our friend Kevin McCullough to talk about the Trump indictment. John, the article you wrote, it's called My Pronoun is Legion. It is so important. I shared it as widely as I could. I want everyone to Google My Pronoun is Legion and share it because it is vitally important. Talk us through this article so that people can begin to understand what you're getting at. It is so important, folks. Listen up. Okay. Transgenderism is on one level a mental illness. Uh, You don't think your body matches your soul. That's really messed up. That that's terrible. If that's really true, um, people who feel that way need help. They don't need help carving up their bodies to match what's going on in their heads. I I thought of this metaphor yesterday. If you had a Macintosh computer, but your software was all for a PC, would you take a screwdriver and a soldering gun? And try to change your Mac into a PC so that it matched the software. Or might you decide that it was the software that needed some work? Well, that's the perfect metaphor for transgenderism. The software, what's going on in your head, doesn't match the hardware, what's going on in your pants. Which is easier to change? Which is less expensive, less damaging, less destructive. Well, it would be to change your thoughts. But in fact, it's illegal to do that. In California, you can lose your medical license for counseling someone who's transgender that they shouldn't have the operation. You have to tell them to get the surgery. You have to tell them to take the hormones. If you don't, you'll lose your license. It's a lot like COVID when they wouldn't let you give out hydroxychloroquine or ivermectin. You had to do the dead baby shot. The dead baby vax was the only choice because what was really important was forcing everyone to have blood on their hands from abortion. And what's really important here is forcing everyone to rebel against God's creation, to rebel against our nature as men and women. With never the twain shall meet, and there's nothing in between. There are two sexes in all mammals, in virtually all vertebrates. In fact, most most phylum of animals, apart from microorganisms, have two sexes. Not three, not 14, not 47, two. There is no, no scientific basis for, trans, for affirming transgenderism. It is demonic, literally. I believe that the people promoting transgenderism are possessed and that they are echoing the hatred that Satan as a fallen angel has for us as embodied creatures incarnate in human flesh that reproduce sexually. That is, there's a demonic hatred for creation and they want to mar it. They want to scar little girls. They want to castrate little boys. They want to groom small children. At I used to go to a bar in Dallas, a restaurant called Buzz Brews in Lakewood. It was a late night place. It had fun things. It had an open mic classical night. It had good food, friendly service. Then they started doing gr- drag queen brunch. 
and I saw all ages drag queen brunch. So all you unfit parents out there who want your kids to be groomed by men dressed as prostitutes and strippers, bring your kids. It's fun for the whole family. So I realized I had to stop going to Buzz Brews in Lakewood. Really was driven home to me when some Christians announced they were going to sing and pray outside to protest this grooming event. Lake Buzz Brews invited Antifa, who showed up in body armor and face masks with AR-15s to terrorize Christians who were singing and praying outside. Needless to say, I don't go to the restaurant anymore. In fact, I don't even like to drive by it because I have violent incendiary thoughts when I pass the place. This place believes that Christians who pray should be terrorized by masked Marxist terrorists carrying rifles. This is increasingly happening. Look how many people in the media blamed the victims for the Nashville massacre. And as we said in the last segment, we, we now know apparently this wo- this woman, who I will not name, let her memory be accursed, she was troubled by transgender thoughts. She went to the pastor of that church in Nashville for counseling. He told her apparently the biblical thing that you should not mutilate your body to match your mental delusions. She got mad. She came back to target him. She couldn't find him, so she shot his little daughter. That is transgenderism in a nutshell. Punishing and destroying children in order to feed the delusions of adults. And it is demonic. It is from the pit of hell. And if any of your pastors or your bishop, people like James Martin, as the Jesuit, if they are enabling this, if they're supporting this, they are devil worshipers. And you should flee the occasion, flee their wicked and toxic company. I have to say, John, part of what is happening, uh, I, I, I see this spiritually and historically, a kind of reformation is happening. We're being forced to choose reality. Um, there is the reality of God and the reality of God's order. Um, and that involves the spiritual order, the demonic order, the angelic order. Either we, we side with God or we're going along with this perverse fictional idea you know if you read the end of the book the devil doesn't win but the point is that for many years many people could drift along without facing the stark choice that we make either we go with what god says or we go with what the devil says a lot of people think well i i I don't want to be a fanatic i'm just going to kind of float here in the middle when things like this are happening when when this young woman uh, believes she's a man tries to get counseling from a pastor who lovingly tells her the truth. She then decides I will murder him. And when she can't murder him, murders his young child and five other people, ladies and gentlemen, if you cannot face that, this is not just somebody's meds. There's something deeply evil and dark. And the only solution, this is the point. The only answer is God. The only answer is the God of the Bible. The only answer is Jesus. That's the only answer. Anything else, uh, more drugs, counseling, whatever. The, these things are like trying to trying to cover over a volcano with a Band-Aid. We need God to redeem the deep, deep, deep brokenness that's at the heart 
uh, of darkness. That's what we're talking about right now. And John, you lay it out in this article. Again, I want to say to people, the article is my pronoun is legion. Find it. Just Google my pronoun is legion. Zmirak. You need to share this article. We need to understand what we're dealing with. Otherwise, we will not wake up. We will not face it. That's right. And these people want to groom children. They want drag queen story hours. They want to spread their disease to children. You know, early on in the COVID panic, I made a joke. And I wonder if that joke had a very ugly result. Um, I was trying to explain why drag queen story hour was insane. Uh, It's trying to spread gender dysphoria to young and vulnerable children. I said, that's as crazy as uh, sending COVID patients to nursing homes. And three weeks later, that's exactly what Cuomo and Whitmer and Newsom did. And I wonder if they read my satirical article and took a policy idea from it. John, listen, again, we're dealing with spiritual reality. These things are in the ether. These things are in the air uh, that, you know, even you're cracking that joke or that uh, 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 mentioning the hyperbolic idea. um, You know, that could be the Holy Spirit whispering to you because these things are happening and we have a choice. We can either keep our mouth shut and look away and allow them to happen or we can get involved and do something Uh, in the next segment. We're going to bring on Kevin McCullough um, to talk about the Trump indictment. But every day something crazy happens to try to wake up. It's God's way of trying to wake up more people. You have a choice. Either you can wake up and do something or you can be part of the problem. Just as so many Germans were part of the problem in the 30s, they said, not yet, not yet. I'm just going to see which way it goes. Uh, John, just 30 seconds left. Uh, Final thoughts. We need to pray and fast and keep in mind that the battle for our souls and our children's souls is being waged before our very eyes. And the stakes are getting stuck. The sides are getting starker. The stakes are getting higher. And soon there'll be nothing to lose by doing the right thing because they are intent on taking our children and sacrificing them to Moloch. It's uh, it's pretty simple folks. If you want to find more about me, go to ericmetaxas.com. Please sign up for my newsletter. So much. I want to share ericmetaxas.com. John Zmirak. We love you. We're grateful to God for you. Thank you for being my guest. God bless. Bye.